Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the Fan Early Morning Show. I'm Austin Bechtel. Pleased to be with you today on Taylor Swift Weekend. Stealing the headlines in the Steel City in what will jam-pack downtown. First concert tonight for Taylor Swift, but the mania has already begun with merchandise being sold outside Akershire Stadium. Busy, busy week in the city. And just so many different things that are going on. And so many different things going on for the Pittsburgh Pirates. But not in the same positive light as downtown Pittsburgh. Things will be hectic downtown. Things are hectic for the Buckos. Swept in Chicago. None of the games were truly close. Bucks losing yesterday 7-2. Now only one game over 500. This is a Pirates team that's now lost six of his last eight games and are scrapping for answers. Colin Holderman with a right wrist issue is now on the injured list after he was ineffective in this series early on. The Bucks were going up against... The Cy Young frontrunner in the National League yesterday and Marcus Stroman, who gave up two runs, one on a Tucapita Marcano RBI single. Also, Carlos Santana was able to drive in a run, but that was it. Buck scored two in the top half of the third inning. Chicago countered with a run of its own in the bottom of the third as Ian Happ just continues. 34 games now. For Hap that he's gotten on base against the Pirates, he continues to do damage. Hap against the Buckos is there's always a Pirates killer out there on various teams. It was Colton Wong for a while on the St. Louis Cardinals. There were various players on the Cardinals. Albert Pulhos always was a Pirate killer. Billy Hamilton on the Cincinnati Reds. Ian Hap, the Mount Lebanon product, has been that. For the Chicago Cubs against the Pirates. And he signed a long-term extension as well. So he'll be around for a while. Hap, three hits in five at-bats. He drove in two runs. He scored two runs. Improved his average to 268 and OPS just under 800. For the Buckos, Jack Sawinski hit two home runs in what looked like a promising game in the rain on Tuesday after the Pirates were off on Monday. But Sawinski... 0 for 4, 3 strikeouts, drops the average down to 243 and an 894 OPS. This division is horrendous. The Pirates are one game over and a half game up on the Milwaukee Brewers. Brewers 34 34. 
begin a set in Milwaukee tonight. First pitch will be at 8 o'clock thrown by Julio Tehran opposite the Pirates at 34 and 33. Both teams are 18 and 16 at home. Bucks, one game under 500 on the road, 16 and 17. The Brewers, two games under 500 at 16 and 18. And overall, the hottest team in the National League Central is the Cincinnati Reds, 34 and 35. One game under 500. The Reds are an even 17 and 17 on the road, 17 and 18 at home, but 8 and 2 in their last 10 games. The Cubs are 31 and 37, significantly improving its outlook, partly due to just getting healthier. Cody Bellinger returned the success that Strowman's had. Nico Horner, as soon as he gets on base, is a threat to steal. We saw that on numerous occasions against Pirates pitching, whether it be the starters, whether it be the relievers. And the Pirates starters not doing much to be able to help a depleted bullpen that has been getting tattooed, whether it be Chicago, whether it be anybody over the last couple of games for the Pirates. The Bucks bullpen has allowed 18 earned runs in the last two days. 18 earned runs. 28 runs allowed in the series by the Pirates. That's a season high. Johan Oviedo pitched four and a third, gave up eight hits, four runs. They were all earned. One walk, eight strikeouts. Jason DeLay had two hits, scored a run, but drops the Pirates now only one game over 500 after there was a good run in the middle there where the Pirates swept St. Louis. And then the Oakland Hayes, who were just hot. What can you do about the A's right now? We'll get into the A's and their situation in just a little bit. But the Pirates led 2-1 to one going into the fifth. Johan Oviedo's pitch count was getting up there. He only got one out in the fifth inning. Ian Happ doubled, tied the game at two. Cody Bellinger doubled, gave the Cubs a 3-2 lead. Christopher Morrell hit a single, went off of Key Brian Hayes' glove. That made it 4-2. Nick Madrigal, another guy with great speed, sacrificed bunt to make it 5-2. And then Yuri De Los Santos came on as the Pirates were trying to Accumulate any outs that they could. Scrap for outs as Jose Hernandez allowed two runs. One earned two walks as well. Only was able to get one out in the inning. Allowed two hits. De Los Santos went an inning and a third in the game. One hit allowed. Struck out two. Gave up a run as well. Rob Zestrinsky, who has been throwing beach balls down the middle, it seemed like. He went a full inning. He did not give up any runs. And then Angel Perdomo, who's been a bright spot after coming out from AAA. 28, 29-year-old left-hander. Pitched a clean inning, did walk a batter, but did not allow any runs to come across the plate. 29-year-old 6'8 lefty is going to be called upon a lot more with the Pirates down. Colin Holderman, Dari Moretta struggled a little bit in the last couple of days. And what can you say right now about the Pirates? There was a lot of questionable calls with the umpiring behind home plate, a rookie umpire. First year calling balls and strikes, but that's not something that you can hang your hat on when you lose by five runs. Pirates lost seven to two yesterday. The day before was a ten to six defeat where the Bucks were up five to one. Carlos Santana, Andrew McCutcheon. Andrew McCutcheon led off the game with a home run. Bucks scored three in that inning. Cubs countered as Dansby Swanson hit an RBI single. 
But then Carlos Santana again, singled in Brian Reynolds, top of the third. Austin Hedges homered in the top of the fourth inning, his first home run of the season, and he decided to bat flip on the Chicago Cubs. Is that what doomed the Pirates in that game and also throughout the remainder of the series? Austin Hedges trying to bat flip on the Cubs. Did that just put a fire in the belly of the Cubs to make sure that Austin Hedges hitting 170 is not going to disrespect us like that at our home ballpark? In front of 30,000 fans at Wrigley Field, which looked absolutely jam-packed, especially in the outfield. And it was surprising that none of the games in Chicago were a day game. Wrigley known so well for day games instead of night games. Especially it seems like every time the Pirates play in Chicago, there's always a day game. Not the case, but the bottom of the sixth inning is what turned it around for the Cubs in the second game of the series, and it was the bottom of the fifth that did it for the Cubs, where Chicago combined for 11 runs between the fifth inning of yesterday's game and two days ago in the sixth, where it was disastrous for the Pirates, just to say the least. But this is not a good division at all. Pirates one game over, Brewers even at 534 and 34, Reds one game behind 500. Cubs are 31 and 37. The Cardinals are the worst team in the National League. The St. Louis Cardinals, who, yes, the Pirates swept at home. Yes, with three future Hall of Famers and Nolan Arenado, Adam Wainwright, and Paul Goldschmidt, who are still putting up pretty solid numbers. Goldschmidt and MVP. Arenado, who wins the gold glove seemingly every year, who potentially could be replaced by Key Brian Hayes by the way that he's playing defensively and is starting to ramp up offensively. He had a great stretch, wasn't too good in the Chicago series, but when you improve your batting average over the last eh, three weeks and change from 220 to 260, you're bound to get a couple more looks. Also in the first game of the series, what started to lead off as a sweep, it was the worst loss of the series for the Pirates, 11-3. to Ian Happ was treating the Pirates as batting practice. Happ homered, bottom of the first inning, a three-run shot off Luis Ortiz. That was after Jack Sawinski homered in the top of the first inning to give the Bucks an early lead. His 14th, Sawinski would homer in the top of the sixth, hit his 15th of the year. Two home runs for Sawinski in the game. The Pirates had the lead in every game in the series. Bucks let off the game. First game of the series with a one nothing lead. And then a 3 to nothing lead. That's the advantage when you're near the road team. Try to get up early. Help your young pitching. Luis Ortiz turning it to Oswaldo Bido, who went four innings through 91 pitches, only gave up one run. And then came to the disaster of Rowanzi Contreras. Contreras was okay in the fifth inning but then could only record one out in the six as the Cubs scored six runs in the sixth inning. Contreras allowed five. He gave up three hits, two walks, only struck out one. That was the only out that he recorded. And Contreras, after moving to the bullpen, had one outing where it was okay, two innings. Didn't give up a run. That's key. He did strike out a batter, gave up one hit. That a matchup against the Mariners in Seattle at the end of May was flushed back into the rotation after Vince Velasquez was injured 
again, and now is out for the season. Four innings, seven hits, five earned runs. Didn't walk a batter. That was encouraging. Six strikeouts for Contreras, and the velocity was up a little bit more. But then against the Oakland A's, the woeful Oakland A's, a 9-5 to loss at PNC Park, where he allowed seven earned runs in the top of the first inning and only got one out. And now Contreras back in the bullpen. Why Derek Shelton opts to give him the ball in a five-run lead for the Pirates, he turned out to be okay in the fifth, but why don't you take him out after that? I know you got to get innings. You need to try to find some length after Oswaldo Bedo. He had only pitched 92-93 pitches, was as high in AAA. He's making his major league debut. He's had a really good outing. You don't want to try to tax him any more than what he's already given you. But to be able to put Rowanzi Contreras, and this really at this point doesn't have anything to do with Beto after he's already an inning removed from the game. We're in the sixth. The Pirates have a chance to win this ball game. Look to try to continue some momentum after taking two out of three from the Mets. And Rowanzi falls flat on his face. The velocity was just not there. He's not locating. He doesn't look confident on the mound. Every time there's another base hit into the gap, or even if it's just a weak single or another walk, you can see the frustration on Contreras' face and just the disappointment and just knowing that things are going completely awry for him. And the only possible solution right now for Contreras is for the Pirates to pitch him, whether it be they're losing by seven runs, maybe they're lo- maybe they're winning by seven runs is the only occasion where you can put them in there, but do you want to pitch them in a seven-run ball game and potentially cut the, gra- the gap down to three? Or do you send the 23-year-old right-hander back down to AAA? He be- debuted in 2021, pitched a couple of games. He is the most disappointing player on the Pirates this season. There are a couple other candidates that you could look at. Luis Ortiz has been okay, but he's only pitched a couple of games. He hasn't been here the full season. Would you consider Austin Hedges a disappointment? We knew that he was the worst hitting catcher in the game, but we knew that he had a chance to be the best offensive catcher in the game. And it takes us to Andy Rodriguez and Henry Davis. They could be up really at any day right now or the Super 2 day. There's no firm date to when Super 2 is, but it's around the middle of June. And Austin Hedges bat flipping on the Cubs and then not being able to produce much more after that. And the Pirates getting rocked by the Cubs bats, led by Ian Happ, the Matt Levin product, does not make you feel very confident at all going into Milwaukee, which begins today, first pitch at 8 o'clock. It's the Fan Early Morning Show. I'm Austin Bechtel with you. show is presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. Apply at 84lumber.com. Coming up, We'll get into the Oakland A's and what Commissioner Rob Manfred had to say. And if this was an indication of just what baseball is looking at, what's the future of baseball, with Nevada governor signing a bill pledging $380 million to a plan for a stadium in Las Vegas. That's coming up next. I'm Austin Bechtold. It's the Fan Early Morning Show. It's the Fan Early Morning Show. I'm Austin Bechtold on Taylor Swift Friday in the city of Pittsburgh. Anti-hero by Taylor Swift. One of the songs that will definitely be played at Akershire Stadium. Heinz Field, no matter what you want to call it today. Everybody from the city of Pittsburgh and from various other areas locally, even nationally if they came in for the concert, will be filling the North Shore. It'll be great for businesses. 
great for people that enjoy summertime music, people that enjoy Taylor Swift's music. Antihero will be one of the main songs featured, I would imagine. But somebody who's not a hero, at least for the city of Oakland, is Commissioner Rob Manfred. The situation in Oakland has gotten to become a disaster. It seems like it was already, but the events in the last week have made things what seems like 10 times worse. So the A's held a reverse boycott earlier this week against the Tampa Bay Rays, baseball's best team, first to 50 wins on the season. And the premise of it was that the A's, a lot of the fans were boycotting games, deciding not to show up to protest the team. Well, not not just the team, basically to protest the owner, John Fisher, who A's fans are completely unhappy with and just kind of at a loss for words about as the A's continue to look for options to move out of Oakland and relocate to Las Vegas. 27,000 people, 27,000 fans filled into the Oakland Coliseum to watch the A's take on the Tampa Bay Rays. And it was an incredible sight to see compared to the roughly 8,000 that the A's were drawing previously as an average attendance. There were some minor league ballparks that were drawing more fans than the Oakland A's at points this season. Now, in the series against Tampa Bay, the A's lost two in a row in the four-game set, won the first game on Monday, won the boycott game on Tuesday, 2-1, to one, split the series against Tampa, against Tampa Bay. And there was a moment where all the fans went silent. And the A's fans all at once started chanting, sell the team, sell the team, trying to do anything possible to save their beloved Oakland A's after losing various other franchises from the Bay Area. So Rob Manfred spoke yesterday on the A's relocation, and woo, did it make headlines. Is Rob Manfred just unaware of the situation? Well, he's very aware of it. But Rob Manfred, there's no doubt about it, is a businessman. He is willing to do whatever it is for the betterment of the game, which he should. But does he really have much of a care for the city of Oakland? At this point, I think he's just frustrated and he don't care. He doesn't care about what the fans in the city of Oakland has to say. Rob Manfred on the A's relocation, quote, The real question is, what is it Oakland was prepared to do? There is no Oakland offer, okay? They never got to a point where they had a plan to build a stadium at any site. And it's not just John Fisher. The community has to provide support. There were instances where the A's were trying their hardest to get a contract done, to get a stadium done. And... Oakland had more land that it was trying to make viable compared to what Las Vegas is offering right now in a $380 million stadium. Manfred spoke on the reverse reverse boycott in Oakland as well, and he said, quote, I mean, it was great. It is great to see what is this year 
almost an average Major League Baseball crowd in the facility for one night. That's a great thing. What a way to troll the fans in Oakland, huh? They got 27,000. That's about the average MLB attendance right now for the 2023 season. Baseball, at this point, thriving. Doing a lot better than in years past. The games are quicker. There's a lot more stolen bases, balls in play, banning the shift. Things in baseball are looking up right now. Everywhere other than Oakland. And for Rob Manfred to go out of the way, his way to troll Oakland for drawing a crowd for one night and basically trying to say, great job, you finally pulled where the other 29 teams are. Manfred also spoke on studies that say that stadiums don't really generate significant local and economic growth compared to where the Oakland Coliseum is, and right now I'm not doing much for that. Manfred said, quote, I love academics. They're great. Take the areas where baseball stadiums had been built. Look at what's around Truist Park. That's in the Atlanta area. Before that was built, academics can say whatever they want. So the Oakland's mayor's office released a counterstatement to Rob Manfred's comments saying, this is just totally false. There was a very concrete proposal under discussion, and Oakland had gone above and beyond to clear hurdles including securing funding for infrastructure, providing an environmental review, and working with other agencies to finalize approvals. The reality is the A's ownership had insisted on a multi-billion dollar, 55-acre project that included a ballpark, residential, commercial, and retail space. Nothing wrong with that, right? Build up the build a new ballpark, build up the area around the ballpark, put houses around there, new restaurants, kind of do what's being what's been done to the North Shore. You build Heinz Field, you build PNC Park, 2001 they open, the casino in 2009, so many different restaurants and facilities that are, the North Shore continues to be built up with new restaurants, new parking garages, new different areas for people to be able to explore. The mayor's office continued, in Las Vegas, for whatever reason, they seem satisfied with a nine-acre leased ballpark on leased land. If they had proposed a similar project in Oakland, we feel confident a new ballpark would already be under construction. Oakland showed its commitment to the A's, and that is why the A's belong in Oakland. Seems like everybody but Rob Manfred thinks that. And it doesn't seem like that much of a doubt that the other 29 owners are going to pass this deal to go through. For the A's to go to Las Vegas, where the Golden Knights just won the Stanley Cup for the first time after debuting seven years ago, not too long ago, Vegas sports is booming. The A's might be next in Vegas. And it's not to the delight of Tom Hanks, Bay Area native, who said we lost the Raiders. Raiders went to Vegas. The Warriors moved to San Francisco. And now they're going to take the A's out of Oakland. Damn them all. Is not happy. Tom Hanks with John Fisher and the whole entire ownership group with the Oakland A's. And it just takes you back to the Penguins when the Penguins potentially were going to move out of Pittsburgh and how much it took to be able to get the deal done to get Consol Energy Center and now PPG Paints Arena, Mario Lemieux stepping up to the plate, Ron Burkle, and everything that came about for the Penguins to stay where the Penguins belonged. And it's going to take a miracle for the same to be able to happen for the A's. It seems that Oakland is just a doomed sports city. After losing the Warriors moving just across the bay to San Francisco, before that, it was the Oakland Raiders moving to Vegas after not being able to get a deal done. The Coliseum is a dump. 
It is just not suit for anything. There was a story about a possum being in the visiting broadcast booth earlier on this season. I mean, come on, Oakland. There's just not much that's going right. And the A's, as the second worst baseball team now behind the Kansas City Royals, seem bound to go to Vegas. I'm Austin Bechtold. It's the Fan Early Morning Show here on 937 The Fan. It's the Fan Early Morning Show. I'm Austin Bechtold on a Taylor Swift Friday in the city of Pittsburgh. I'm not the biggest Taylor Swift fan. But, I mean, she does have very catchy music. My sisters are very excited for the concerts tonight. It is one of the highlights. They've been going to Taylor Swift for years upon years. It's a cultural event, but also it's something that excites the city and excites just a lot of music fans in general. Something that's not very exciting as we take a look at what some of the former Steelers are up to. Antonio Brown. I am very concerned for Antonio Brown. And just his overall well-being. And I think that, that that has been the case for a while now. But Antonio Brown was talking a couple of days ago just about his arena football team that has now been banned from the league. They've been kicked out of the league. Antonio Brown is part owner of the team. He owns the team and it was kicked out. He was also trying to play for the team. And he was talking about how A.B. should pay A.B., And basically just insinuating that Antonio Brown needs to pay himself the money, talking to himself in the third person, talking to reporters, and it just does not seem like Antonio Brown is in a good place. Just just not at all. And it's been like this for a while. It seems like ever since the hit against the Cincinnati Bengals in the playoff game where he went down, big hit to the head, that things have just not been the same for him. And it's really depressing to see that. Just from a life perspective, not even just from a Pittsburgh sports perspective, of how Antonio Brown has continued to spiral down. And also, in the realm of Pittsburgh sports, so much excitement around minicamp and the Steelers going into next season. Roderick Jones, Joey Porter Jr. How did Joey Porter Jr. get to Pittsburgh? It was through the Chase Claypool trade with the Chicago Bears. Well, the Steelers right now licking their chops with how that deal went down and expecting to see Joey Porter as a key contributor in the secondary for this upcoming season. The Chicago Bears, though, not very pleased with what they traded, with what they got back for the 32nd overall pick in Claypool. So former Bear and current ESPN radio host Tom Waddle shared a report on the Waddle and Sylvie show about what he's hearing from inside the organization. And he said, Quote, I've heard from a few people inside the building. He's not somebody who is very self-motivated. There's a long way to go. He can change the narrative, but as Waddle likes to say, if you want to change the narrative, change the narrative. So Chase Claypool still can do so, but it's not trending in the way that the Bears have wanted it to trend. And Chase Claypool, they want to see some more things from him. They have not been able to see those things from Claypool. This is a guy that did not score a touchdown for the Bears after being traded over midseason from the Steelers. Eight games of the Steelers last year. He did score one touchdown, caught 32 passes, 311 yards for Kenny Pickett in Pickett's first year commanding the offense. He started three of the seven games he played in Chicago. He caught 14 passes on 29 targets and 140 yards total. He did not score, but hey, he did fumble the football. So it can't really get any much worse for Chase Claypool. Justin Fields did say that he's seen tremendous improvement 
from Chase Claypool from the end of last year to where they are currently. That was during OTAs. And the Bears, in trading the first overall pick to the Carolina Panthers, did get DJ Moore back in return as well. So just trying to surround as many weapons with Justin Fields as possible. The Bears not liking what they're seeing from Chase Claypool and Antonio Brown also in the news for his arena football team going awry and just not being able to play football on the field as they have been kicked out. This has been the Fan Early Morning Show. I'm Austin Bechtold. Great to be with you. The pre-show is next here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.